right, Bacio Forte, we are here. Um, today we are joined by a uh, marvelous individual that I've had the uh, pleasure of knowing. Uh, so let's give a Bacio Forte welcome to Tsevedana Pascaleva. Thank you, Sevak. I'm so glad because the your house and your family is something uh, very special for me for for the many years. Uh, you're that uh, 93. You're so younger. You're like this small <laughs> voice, but uh, I I meet your parents uh, uh, just. Because of Karabakh, Artsakh, so I was gonna, and this is the tema I think, which is the important tema for all Armenian yeah. people. So Tsevelana Paskaleva is a Bulgarian uh, documentary filmmaker. So, like you said, like I've known you most of my life. So I've kind of taken for granted. I was thinking about this today that it's been very normal to have this uh, Bulgarian woman. Uh, so embedded in the uh, Armenian and especially the Artsakh cause. So that's been very normal to me. But when I've described you to other people, they're like, why, you know, like, why is this Bulgarian woman, you know, so so involved with the, the cause? And when I explained to them how and where you were involved with, especially at the front lines with the s soldiers, you know, during the 93-94 war, and I'm sure you'll explain to this more, um, it's very, very curious for something that seems normal to me, um, and I would want you to describe how this all came to fruition. Um, you know, like, w I don't know what your ties to Armenia were. I don't know how it started. You know, I've never asked these questions. It's just, it's just been a given. So this is a good opportunity to... Uh, how find out <laughs> how you don't know Sevak. <laughs> I, I'm sure you know because uh, the m all the Armenian people is uh, the first question is what me asking me it's the, that question how you came to Armenia how yeah. why you you come and uh, and you why you do this for us and for so many years so mm, you want me to answer yeah please <laughs> <laughs> okay what uh, are your motives with the Armenian <laughs> people <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really 100% Bulgarian and, and never in my life I, I don't have some friends or my parents doesn't have Armenian friends next to us so to, to have some feeling and to know the more about Armenians traditional but and my at at my home at uh, city when I uh, used to grow up in Bulgaria uh, we I know I heard from my grandmother then the best um, um, uh, what you say? How how who who make the dress? Oh, like seamstress. Uh, seamstress. Yeah, it's the, it's a tailor. A, a tailor. It, it yeah. it's the Armenian man, mm. and also I, I heard then the best uh, jewelry. It's it's the also uh, one Armenian man on our city. This is in Bulgaria. In Bulgaria. And what's what's the city? Uh, let me don't tell. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Undisclosed, yeah. Yeah, but uh, we we know then are uh, and from that time I I just keep in my mind that Armenian people they're they're very good masters on everything. Yeah. So, but this is just what I know about Armenians. This is just this one from uh, my child child time and uh, the my interest starting uh, to to the Karabakh to Armenia in 91 in May 
uh, at that time I make my master degree in Moscow on Cinematography Institute um, about the documentary film, how to make and how to prepare. I, I almost finished my master degree uh, for the three years. And uh, I heard uh, someone uh, of our uh, students, uh, friends, that tell us then uh, Getashen and Martunashen, which is the Armenian village from Karabakh, Nagorny Karabakh. Azri uh, took them uh, from their villages with tanks, helicopters, with soldiers, and uh, with, uh, of course, um, Armenians pay very high price. Lots of people died about that. And at that moment, imagine this is May 1991, it's Sovietic time, Gorbachev, Gorbachev period, and uh, you know, Perestroika, Glasnost, this is mm -hmm. what is the titles of Gorbachev, um, and uh, no one is giving news and the Soviet uh, newspaper and TV and, and radio. Armenia was still under the Soviet rule at this time. Yes, of right. course. Well, uh, the Soviet system uh, broke, broke down in uh, December 91. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is in May? Yeah, this is in May. And I, I, I feel that I must do something, yes? I, like documentary, no news, no information. And uh, in the morning I visit Armenian embassy in uh, Moscow just to ask, this is the true or not, what uh, I listen, this is happening at, at the Armenian village there? And ambassador Armenia say, yes, it is. And I say, I want to go there, I want to do documentary news to take and to bring it uh, to Moscow and to, to the international TV for outside, to the Bulgarian TV. Um, he said, it's very good. We were so uh, excited and you want to go, but it's not in the under the our control anymore because the Azerbaijanian special military troops, they're there. It's there. Omon is that title. Omon is uh, special military troops and uh, Sovietic army so at that moment. So to give a little bit of context to people who don't know, um, the Armenian nation is sandwiched <coughs> between uh, Turkey and Azerbaijan to the east and the west. And during the Soviet era, there were multiple different programs that kind of outlined the country to, you know, there was multiple vari uh, um, variations between how the borders were drawn, correct? Um, and in 91, uh, uh, an area territory uh, was attempted to be reclaimed uh, by the by Azerbaijan, correct? Yeah. Um, and this and is 91. 1921, Stalin gave this territory, Nagorno-Karabakh, to the Azerbaijan. Uh. So Nagorno-Karabakh became uh, enclave mm -hmm. at uh, which most of the people is Armenians. Yeah, Stalin gave this territory to Azerbaijan and hmm. Soviet time in 1921. But but historically, it was populated and you know occupied by Armenians. There's Armenian churches there. There's yes, yeah, yeah, yes, everything. of course. So okay, 1921, Stalin gives this you know per se to to the Azeris. Okay, um, but the population still remains Armenian. The relations still remain, and because it's the Soviet era, there are no borders between the two countries. 
And and you know you remember then eighty eight an Armenian they they start Karabakh movement mm -hmm. in nineteen eighty eight they ask they write petition they ask Sovietic uh, um, uh, chiefs and Gorbachev and political uh, leaders in Moscow and they they write a letter Karabakh they make referendum, they want to be separately separated Azerbaijan and to be part of Armenia. They did this in 88. This is it, how, why the uh, Azerbaijan make at, at that time, uh, they kill so much people on Sumgait mm -hmm. and Baku and Kirovabad in 88 until 90. Did you remember this uh, this well, history? I, mean, I, I remember and, it and because lots of I, all, yeah. all Armenians they they live uh, lived after this yeah. from Azerbaijan uh, and they came to live in Armenia because uh, there not more security there. They they kill lots of people at, at that period. So it all started because of this petition to separate from Azerbaijan and to join Ar yes. the Armenian nation. Yes. Okay. And then there was like a strategize, uh, you know, military you know, plots to uh, attack the Armenians living in uh, Gharapagh, in uh, Baku, and just wherever Armenians were in the populations, they were targeted. And, um, you know, when I, I, I go to Karabakh at that moment, in 91, what I saw, it's Soviet army, what is there in Azerbaijan, he helped, he, uh, he helped uh, Azerba Azeri, Azerbaijanian, um, for money. They they give money for the officers, mm -hmm. and they they order what they want, and the tanks, helicopters, officers. They they do for the money. They serve the serving so Azerbaijan. So the yeah, paid the yes, Russian, the yeah. Soviet, Soviet army. army to make deportation of okay. Armenian people, and they starting for the uh, south uh, south from uh, Getashen Martunashen. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and they uh, push them to come down and go to Armenia. Mm -hmm. And um, mm, no, not south. So sorry, east, east from the east. Shaumian, Getashen, Martunashen, after Shaumian, and I. These uh, are all the territory, uh, yes. the villages, right? Yes, and I, I saw that. And when I saw this, and then um, military people uh, for money is doing. Uh, like so they, they were take they orders were, they <laughs> were, they what they to do. Uh, I find out f for myself for the first time in that moment. I I, I, I say then, this Soviet imperia is is going to collapse. Yeah, it's crumbling. And at from that moment, because I say it's it's unbelievable to army to to take order of some officers or and to use that like feudal, yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> for some. Yeah, because uh, because they're essentially taking bribes instead of following the orders of because yes. uh i mean at, at the time what was the soviet uh kind of order in terms of uh who this area belonged to and what to do there was no military action to be taking place correct uh which which territory you mean Karabakh? yeah in uh, 91 this is in you know yeah 91 sure in 91 uh, we still have sovietic army there which is helping azerbaijan and uh, when the uh, Soviet Union collapsed in December 91, uh, of course, no more Soviet uh, Soviet Union, no Soviet army, but all, all of these uh, professional people 
uh, they are going by their self, like individual to serve for yeah. the for money. Yeah. This the is another better, to the yeah. Azerbaijan because they have money at that moment. They have uh, what to pay. They they have money to pay. So most of the so Sovietic pilots and officers, they go after the collapsing of Sovietic army. They go uh, like individual to to work for the, the Azerbaijan for the money. Yeah, got like mercenaries. Yes, yeah. and they were. I mean, uh, at the time too, or the the Azerbaijani government also tied themselves directly with the the Turkish government at the time as well too. Yes, of course, Turkish, yeah. they all, all the time they support yeah. uh, Azerbaijan. This is like one nation. So you, okay, so you moved from Bulgaria to Moscow. You went to school, you did for your... Uh, yes, for 80 years I studied yeah. in Moscow. So yeah, so like, I mean, give us a little background on like on maybe of your life you want. Like, so you live in Bulgaria, we're both obviously you're... You uh, were born in Bulgaria, lived in Bulgaria, and how old were you when you moved to Moscow to to study? Oh, I I go to study uh, after high school. I I study one year in Bulgaria, and we have very strong competition, so to send someone to go to study in Moscow, and I I win that competition. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, the first my mm, professional. Uh, studying is uh, director of theater. Okay. I, I study in Moscow. After I, when I finish, I return to Bulgaria. I try to work for two years in the theater, mm -hmm. but I feel then uh, something is wrong with my dynamic, with dynamic and that um, mm -hmm. atmosphere of the theater. The stage, so yeah. I, I, I find them then I don't like it really, and I I try to find myself to to choose something else for me because mm, I feel then it it's not me. Mm -hmm. And um, after I work for one year on Bulgarian TV, and I I like it the documentary uh, to to do on that uh, that uh, style. Yes, yeah. and I go study again. <laughs> I give uh, examination, and I go study to Moscow and the famous uh, Moscow Cinematography Institute. So uh, at that moment, which I'm talking now on ninety one, I'm. This is the thirty years I'm almost finished my master, and um, I, I it's about the documentary films. So um, this is it. How did I did you did you ever think of uh, when you got into interested in documentary filmmaking to do something like more, I don't know, like something not as um, dangerous, something as extreme as as covering war you or do you or you had that in mind of, no, of going into this something just like that? this just came like uh, by time this mm. came at that moment and that time and and the 1990 90 i during the my studying the first uh, military conflict which i i cover and like journalist and filmmaker is is south ossetia and georgia this is the conflict between South Ossetia and Georgia during the Sovietic period. So Georgia, you mean uh, our Georgian Sovietic Republic, Georgia, not American Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> so not so Atlanta, <laughs> the, yeah. the country north to Armenia. Currently. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I'm in 1990, I go there and because they start to work, um, work between, uh, between uh, from the ethnical conflict between Ossetine, Ossetine and uh, Georgian people, Ossetia. And uh, I cover like um, for 
go to like 10 times to from Moscow, travel to Georgia, to Tbilisi, at Tbilisi to Tshimvali, which is the capital of Ossetia. And I, I did the both of sides, Osset Ossetia and Georgia. I, I go and take an interview and a reportage. I give this reportage to the Russian TV, Bulgarian TV. And so unbiased uh, you were. And that yeah. time, um, Gamsa Hurdia is the president of um, um, Georgia. They, he f very quick he frozen that conflict, like six months something. And I returned to Moscow. I continue my dissertation to to do to, to uh, my masters. And um, when starting, I, I heard about Armenian people and Getoshen and Martunash, and I go to the Armenian embassy and I ask, is true? this is the true information they say yes I say you know what I have some um, uh, experience at at the at the conflicts yes it's this Ossetia is uh, mm -hmm. uh, my, my uh, can I go and uh, I want to see what happening there right so much so many people died there there and all world doesn't know about that so uh, we stop on that moment when uh, Armenia I tell you uh, when Armenian ambassador tell me then it's very good, but we are not controlling any anymore that territory because the Soviet army is there. And so the complete territory is lost. Yes, at this, this point. is not. Yeah. Yes, all these two villages, yeah. they took people out they by tanks, helicopters. Uh, they they shooting them, and uh, they they kill people there, and when I prepare to go there and before I I must to to search a little bit to find out how I can go. I prepare myself. I, I It took like two weeks to prepare myself and to find out how I can do that, that marshroute, how I can, from where to where I must go because it's really very mm. difficult to go there because it's under control. To were, you were you alone or do you have a crew with no, you? No, 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 I no. I did by myself everything. Oh and uh, also during the all Ar Artsakh war, uh, 91 until 94, when I stay there, I work like camera camera woman and uh, journalist and director because I really I stay four years on that war. Mm -hmm. And the first I don't have a, a sponsor, someone to take care and to to ask someone, uh, cameraman to come to follow me and um, to to pay him about that and to stay permanently with me there and uh, but how, are how are you funding yourself though? I, I, mean, I like can tell you, yes, uh, but uh, for me it's important. Then I take risk just just for me. Yeah. I don't think about uh, life to yeah, someone people, else. Yeah. I don't take care. Uh, I don't take risk yeah. for f to to some another life. So this make me more flexible. Yes, to think to think just about me. So I learn camera very quick. And I buy camera, and and I, I I go there. And I mean, like you had, like you referenced, the the Georgian conflict was the first time that you did anything uh, on the front lines as a as a journalist, documentary filmmaker, and then now you jump into this conflict that you know you wouldn't you you weren't gonna you didn't know it's gonna last that long, right? N yeah, I mean, you have no way of absolutely, knowing. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I don't have imagination. I'm thinking like maybe like Georgia, couple months. 
and they mm-hmm. can frozen they can fix yeah, that yeah then you go back home you relax uh, yeah. no i'm thinking maybe i can uh, go to moscow uh, i have just like uh, four months to finish it my my studying and um, i never think that i'm i'm going to so uh, this kind of subjects yeah. is going to be forever uh, like theme of uh, to me and um, you ask me how I can spo- okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sponsor you, yeah. my, myself. And when I came to Karabakh, and after the Getashen and Martunashen, they continue to make deportation of Armenian people of Xiaomian e- region, um, region. And I stay there all the time, and I filming all this. And mm, I start to work t- for the international TV for outside CNN, NBC, okay, CBS, Reuters, CDF, uh, yeah, German TV, Antenne 2, French TV, Bulgarian, Russian. And when I'm sending uh, the um, footage, uh, yeah. footage uh, like Stringer, yes, I, 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 I live with that money and I cover my work. So, but so you know, to, to to be there and Karabakh is you don't need that much money to, to yeah. live there. You you eat uh, everything what these poor people eat there, yeah. and soldier. And you know what? I I stop eat meat just an, at that moment at um, uh, Shaomian. You remember Se- Sevak? Yes, mm-hmm. I, I when I came you're to vegeta- your house. Yeah, you were the first vegetarian. I I, <laughs> <laughs> I I say I'm not eating meat, but I'm eating fish. Yeah, pescatarian. Yeah, and I say, uh, no, uh, 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 a lot of people ask me why is, uh, you, d- I say because I stop eat meat, uh, it's um, just from that uh, uh, terrible picture uh, which I saw the people, the Azeri kill lots of uh, people on uh, Xiaomian, and I collect uh, the part of body, human body, I with the uh, partisans, Armenian partisans, so we buried this. You buried the people. The people, and after that, I stopped eating meat. This is uh, just the psychology yeah. Yeah. situation. Is is not uh, nothing to do with the vegetarian. So I mean, you do, do you still not eat meat no. until today? No. Wow. No, from S- that time. So, but then I mean, you you were a young individual, just you know, just graduating, and all of a sudden you're finding yourself on the front lines, just amongst in the middle of a war and just surrounded with soldiers. Oh yeah. How uh, old were you? Uh, and now I'm at that moment I'm 30. Wow. 30. Yeah. Just just 29. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Wow. So <laughs> I mean I came there. So I mean uh, A you're you're were you like the only woman in this environment? I mean or uh, I mean were there no, nurses they, or yes, other they, volunteers they, they and fighters yes, and Yes. Because Armenian is very, you, you know, they're, they w- they're fighting small groups. They're, uh, they don't have that um, military, yeah. uh, millions of people, you, you know, the l- luxury numbers of uh, the people, yes, um, to live. So, of course, they, um, uh, women's, uh, women help the boys, all, all they're making food, or the nurse, and some some of them fighting. When I ask them why you fight, uh, they say then uh, because of my s- husband or my father they died and and that at, at yeah. that situation yes they killed them. 
So everyone have that reason. So at this time, you're 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 collecting fo- footage. It's more of like a journalistic approach and yes. uh, inspiring to notify the rest of the world because there was no coverage at the time to yes. to this conflict. So you're 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 giving the 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 footage to these you know foreign international yes. uh, media outlets. Just I want people to see outside the political people to see what happening there and to take the right decision about Karabakh because really people died there. If people doesn't have, uh, um, they, they believe, they believe then outside and you know how they tell me every time when I'm with the, that small helicopters were coming from Armenia to Karabakh because uh, at that time Karabakh is enclave, we, they don't have roads. From uh, connecting Arme- Armenia to Karabakh. Yes, yeah. so it's by air we're coming just with the, that uh, uh, mi- uh, non-military. It's uh, civilian uh, small helicopters, which is Azeri- Azerbaijanian. They try to shooting all the time. This uh, and they o- they shoot and the all this war eight helicopters. Wow. It's uh, it's mm. very dangerous at that time. Uh, to but uh, we don't have another so choice. That was the only the only uh, way to get to the region. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Just so either just with the helicopters yeah. and they bring the f- the uh, food, the bread, the uh, petrol, benzene, uh, yeah. nafta. Yeah. Uh, they arm uh, to yeah. to fight. Uh, they they bring the mm, people uh, which is uh, as a tamartic. You know what is yes no. uh, Armenian um, Fedai. Oh Fedai. yeah, yeah, yeah. This okay. is uh, liberty uh, for fighters. Uh, yeah, fighters, volunteer. Uh, and this fi- is from fighter. these are individuals volunteering from yes. Armenia to and go. And they're on. coming yeah. also with that uh, that helicopter. Yes, so all the time when I sit on that helicopter and I don't know I'm <laughs> I'm going to put to. Land, yeah. yeah. Not. Because it's just probability. Like it's yes, what's one way, and they're yes, targeting and they those. Yes, they try to shooting that that helicopters all the time. So um, when I saw this uh, like cycle, yes, and people is living uh, inside, and uh, all war doesn't know nothing about. Uh, I I find out then um, because I'm professional and uh, documentary and journalist. I can do that. I I am going to stay and to make this news and to give it the the news. I can do that. Just all world must to know. And people when they send me to the helicopters because I must go from uh, Karabakh to Erevan to Armenia to uh, edit my footage and to send uh, that reports reportage, yeah, interviews or uh, news. And the people tell me, uh, they're so naive. They, they say, Svetlana, please go, go tell them what's happening here and come back. Tsavatanem. You know what it means, Tsavatanem? It's Armenian, this first Armenian uh, words which I, I learned there, which is mean, uh, I can take your pen. Pain away, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you're, you're going back and forth from, from the front lines of Artsakh, Gharapakh, for those who don't know, that's the same, it's uh, two terms for the same region. Um, and you're going, you're, you would go back to the, to Armenia to complete the editing and to, you know, to send, send the, to send to the media because outlets. from uh, Karabakh is important yeah. to, to send It's impossible something. to do it. So at what point does this, the, 
style of journalism and exposing you know the events turn into a documentary project because not to fast forward because you came out with two documentaries at the end of this right um you know i starting do uh, when uh, i collected all these uh, footages and when i saw then uh, that process of Ka karabakh war is some uh, new escalation new step of the escalation I quick I am preparing the the film I uh, I, I did the film so it's and uh, the end of the, the war I I have seven documentary films including on two DVD mm -hmm. those so are the Artsakh sky ones uh, all about the war yes this okay. is documentary my seven documentary films about the chronicle of Karabakh war mm -hmm. 91 to 94 so what are the titles just so uh, Karabakh wounds Karabakh wounds yeah you can find uh, at uh, internet. Don't, uh, I remember watching uh, it when YouTube. you one of the first times you came as a as a yeah. child. And so this is yeah. how I I met your yeah. family and your smaller and ninety three when yeah. I came here, when uh, Armenian diaspora invited me in Los, Los Angeles. I came, I show my films and many places here, and after they mm, Armenians uh, leaders they make all my. Uh, a tour to United States to the 45 states of America for six months. I travel to each state and some of them for two, three, five times I show my films because it's not enough to collect people, to to come people, to not to collect, to no place for people to yeah. sit and to see, to come. Especially in California, I remember Hollywood and uh, Glendale, they they did like three four times uh, my, my show that show the films because it's the place is not enough. To every showing was full capacity. Yes, yeah. yes. So I traveled to uh, all these states, but uh, plus I did um, by my heart uh, very I think important work. I I have lots of meetings with uh, politics. Uh, with uh, congressmen in uh, Washington and uh, New York. I, I have a speech on the uh, United Nations, Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch. I told what is going on in Karabakh. And uh, I'm giving more human uh, results of, of, of this war. And I ask for help. I ask to, to um, come that... Mm, Mm. Uh, with helps and many equipments to bring to Karabakh, and especially I I talk with the congressmen, and I believe also I trust. I I think then maybe like Karabakh people, but I trust. I think maybe these people know really what is going there. They can try to stop that war. Yeah, because well, you you, but you <laughs> provided you had like no response <laughs> from them. Yeah, what no was the response. No, no, some some of them it's there still Armenian. Um, understood uh, they are understood Armenian yeah. cause and Armenians problem some congressmen from that time they still work and that congressmen uh, friends group to Armenia they, they so you you, you you provided them with like a, a personal connection or you know kind of a spokesperson to identify this particular uh, cause with which without it they wouldn't you know it would just be another conflict on a piece of paper on their desk to yeah. you know yeah. to look yeah. over. Yeah, I I try to give him more emotional feeling and to to be involved to to know that the people is uh, waiting for that help. So was the UN ever did the UN ever intervene 
the United Nations like oh forces I that they ever <laughs> intervene no, in the, uh, in the no region? I I have a speech I talk on the front of the uh, United yeah. Nations um, nothing nothing, nothing else until out. now they they try they work uh, they try some humanitarian groups the lots of congressmen is coming from that time and continue to come to Karabakh which is good which so is good but uh, I think um, uh, um, the most important is is the Azerbaijanian oil for the war. Yeah, yeah. The so oil of Azerbaijan have much more price than human blood and human love, yeah. life. So this is make me sad very much. So yeah. I think we must do work. So what's what's the current change that situation uh, right now? Uh, the people, car uh, you know. Uh, let me say then uh, until 94 we have that war very strong very and difficult to work and, and May 94 uh, between Azerbaijan and Karabakh and Armenia they signed ceasefire, ceasefire. ceasefire yeah. until now is it's ceasefire but uh, people live there uh, but Karabakh yet, Sabadana, correct me if I'm wrong but I yeah. mean even even with this uh, imbalance of the situation with the you know obvious outpour of money uh, from the Azerbaijani government and the lack of support of help from the international community to assist the Armenians and the individuals living in Gharapakh, the the volunteers, the soldiers, people who put their life on the line, similar to yourself, um, you know, it was somewhat of a tragic but success story for the Armenians to claim this territory still as their own. Right. So even after the the conclusion to the point of the ceasefire, um, the Armenians were able to maintain possession to the Artsakh Harapakh territory. Um, you know, uh, maybe we can give information to the people. Then, uh, from '93 and '94 during the war, Karabakh people uh, find out that they must to help themselves by mm -hmm. by them they, they must to help to them so they they uh, take a territory azerbaijanian territory around karabakh and they they have now border uh, long border with armenia they are not m anymore enclave inside which is giving like uh, security belt you know mm -hmm. this territory is giving secu security belt so they're there they don't shoot to the city of uh, uh, villages they, they they don't let him to to shoot some there. kind of like a buffer yes between them. yes and this there is, is the buffer zone yeah and there is a road now as well yes of course yeah. not only road is the big mm, territory mm -hmm. yeah. which is the um, uh, uh, border between Armenia and Azerbaijan which is uh, it, it's very good and safe for uh, uh, people of Karabakh yeah. and uh, now of course uh, we have this negotiation between um, Azerbaijan and Armenia and the Minsk group is work, uh, working uh, to find some negotiation and uh, Azerbaijanian they they don't want to talk for nothing else except to return that land and this is it uh, for, for them mm, just um, there's no imagination yeah. yeah no compromise nothing they just want to return that land and they don't think about that that, that people uh, 
but of course, uh, Karabakh is uh, Karabakh people is not unsafe, yeah. especially you saw the war in uh, April two thousand sixteen, when Azerbaijan attacks uh, Karabakh to all front line, from south to north, and um, the you you know the film which I bring now, I'm going to show. And Sunday is about that ap April heroes and from 2016 who died in that four four day war. So the the reason for your visit this time is you're showcasing this this new documentary called April Heroes, and it's based on the 2016 yes. Uh, war. Yes. So um, d uh, this is it. One one more times, Azerbaijanian they showed and. Uh, they are not ready to uh, to live with the peace with these people, with Karabakh people. They they attack them. They aggressive to to them. Of course, uh, Karabakh is is um, want to have uh, that territory like for security, and they they don't but want to to think to to go back to that. Uh, that situation uh, like enclave this is the, but the nonsense. majority of, of, of the population still Armenian yeah uh, during the when the war start um, all Armenian from Azerbaijan they left after the massacre and Baku Sumgait between uh, from 88 to 90 and of course Azerbaijanian, which they used to live in Armenia, of mm. course, also oh they well. they go to the their country, and and Karabakh also is uh, monolith, and, mm -hmm. uh, and Karabakh they live just Armenian people. But it's like it's like a no man's land right now. Like they're they're not. It's not considered because no another way now. They're they're not in peace. Yeah, they're negotiated and. Uh, um, there's like dual claims, but maybe people one day. Yeah, dual claims, but yeah, maybe nothing's being done. Day, yeah, uh, when everything is finished, uh, fixed by um, by negotiation, yes, by permanent peace, uh, maybe. Yeah. But there's still development being done in Gharabhag. There's still, you know, the the at least like sushi is is being developed and sushi. Yeah, sushi. 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 <laughs> I was like sushi. They're like sushi. sushi okay, sushi. Uh, Shushi is used to be, you know, it's very old and historical uh, cultural city, okay. which is used to be the capital of cultural capital of Nagorno-Karabakh, city of Shushi, which is the on uh, the very high, po uh, high like uh, mm -hmm. on the mountain, mm -hmm. higher yeah. than Stepanakert, capital of Stepanakert. And uh, for the last year and from 1991, uh, when no, no more Armenian live there and, and that city, just Azerbaijan. They they shoot all the time. They they shooting from up. They shooting Stepanakert down. Mm. And I remember that situation. And from 1991 until Armenian people uh, took on May 9 Shushi, they liberated that that area in Shushi. So all these people Armenian they live day and night basement and the basements mm -hmm. because. Uh, they don't children doesn't go out to to wow. play and because it's not safe they're shooting all the time from from that high high position where is the shushi from up so then from 91 uh, 92 and may uh, they liberty uh, uh, reclaimed uh, it right i mean shushi so um 
this is this may be a, a, a silly or maybe a stupid question, but um, is there any type of 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 of, of tourism uh, or or people visiting yes. uh, Karabakh from Armenia? Yes, not only from Armenia. It's uh, uh, from outside. People came and uh, young people and uh, people came for tourists. So it's, it's like it's so it's safe it's enough it's safe. to to, to it's visit. Safe. No problem. Just on the border, Azerbaijanian and continue to shoot on the border. Okay. There is not safe on the border and of course there only the soldiers stay on the border. No one is giving you to on the front line to go. It's no front line, you know that yeah. is the yeah. uh, we say border but yeah. it's it's like front line because it's they continue to shoot. Every every week, for example, I read in the newspaper. The this is the report what uh, uh, Minister of Defense uh, give it. Then this week, for example, three thousand uh, shells and uh, shells they they shoot to the yeah. Armenian position, for example. Uh, this is it. So they just do it without and any and reason. Uh, you know, they just uh, no provocation. Provocation is just on the front of line, and not in the city, not not in uh, villages. People leave. So the fight hasn't penetrated so past the border. So yeah. everything is so nice in Karabakh. And f uh, nature and people and food. Food is very delicate and organic, <laughs> <laughs> which is important. Yes. And uh, beautiful, beautiful. I like to go. Uh, I'm going every ten days. I'm traveling from Armenia to Karabakh with my car because. Um, how uh, far is it from Yerevan? At 320 kilometers. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, because uh, I have uh, my um, my program, my my TV time on uh, Armenian first channel. So that's a, that's a weekly uh, program you have. Always weekly, I am giving one documentary film uh, about one of the heroes of uh, Artsakh War and April War. Um, until now, I for five years I have this my program, the last one, because before that I have four another my project and programs on the Armenian national TV, and this is the fifth, yes. So it's um, one 175 films is ready. Wow. <laughs> Until now. Wow. And I'm continue mm, after the Sunday and um, Monday I'm leaving back to Armenia because I must do continue my work my films my heroes is waiting for me yeah. you know the parents how they wait uh, especially family parents from 90 mm, war of the 90 and that also lost april their sons and yeah, husbands also the april uh, heroes from 2016 their family they wait and they ask me sometimes when i'm calling and i say you know I, I, this is Svetana. i want to come and to do the my films about your husband or brother they say oh my god Svetana, how long time we wait for wait you for yeah. and i listen this every time oh Svetana, wow. we wait long time about and you and that this you. will never end there's so many people you that know? gave their yes. lives Yes, sometimes they ask me. They say, "How you you do? What kind of list? Or how you put the names? Uh, how you choose the names? When is coming our uh, our turn?" Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I I say, you know what? I try to do my best. I try to give more uh, memory for uh, each of of them. But maybe my life is not enough to yeah. to to fix for all all of these guys mm, to make the the documentary about them. But I try to do. I'm trying. 
and especially you know what i i think it's important to do and uh, this is the one of the uh, project my project which i am going to announce that uh, at sunday um, during the 2016 the war after when i starting to make documentary about the boys who died there and I prepare uh, around 65 documentary about that boys who, who die for each of them, for each of commandeers and officers and soldiers. And uh, I, for every one of each for uh, of him, I, I did a lots of interview with uh, his friends who, who knows him, uh, th their friends uh, who fight with them, and at that moment is with them when they die, and what heroism this guy did. And I took lots of information, uh, too many interviews, and it's hours and hours interview. And to prepare the short documentary, it's 30 minutes, my short documentary mm -hmm. for one person. You, you can imagine how, how many information I have, which yeah, I'm not using. using. Yeah. It's not using. I say, oh my God, I, I am going to the front line. I'm, I'm uh, searching for that people, for these soldiers. Most of them, it's out of the army now because it's uh, they, yeah. they are two years in army and they, they go home yeah. and they go to study. And I'm going, I'm searching to find where they live. Uh, so to continue to explain me about I mean it. Must be and I yeah. want to make a book. This is the my project. All from all these materials, what I mm -hmm. com complete and prepare, and I have, and of course I am a must to do for the rest of them to to bring more information. But I want to do the book about this ep 100 April heroes, about their destiny, about each of each of them, how how he died, what he did, and you must remember that. And it's you what uh, these couple's days when I'm going to give some interviews, they ask me uh, how this guy, for example, uh, young guy, 18 years shooting uh, with granata with R RPK, he's shooting a uh, military helicopter Air missiles, uh, yeah. uh, with uh, 25 meter. How he did this, and I know, and I. And I can, can explain. explain it, yeah. I have all these interviews of the boys who be next to is next to him, and and I want to do that books and uh, Russian Armenian in English languages, and to give forever this old all this information. Yeah. I was gonna ask you: Do you also? Um, I mean, you've done like over seventy-five or documentaries or series on 175 175 uh, 175 uh, uh, just, a more. just a little <laughs> just a hundred more. Yeah. Um, have these documentaries been also shown in, in, for example, Russia or other countries? Um, these films, uh, it's every Wednesday, uh, they're on Armenian national Television, TV. Yeah. And after that, it they're on uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. You can find him on, when you open uh, am. this is the uh, site of Armenian national TV. You can go to the my one tv dot am, one tv dot am. Yeah, okay. so I mean it must be. And you can yeah. find all my s my documentary is is On there. there. And, um, yeah, on people put on the internet and the next day. And, they and what's they the format like for documentaries? Is it kind of like uh, a more like a voiceover? Is it just? 
I'm images, it's more I'm scripted. I'm ex- explaining, like stand up. I have some my stand ups, okay. which is important places. I'm talking for more dynamics. You can see on Sunday, and uh, some of uh, the scenario, some of the text. I'm giving for narrated mm-hmm. on the Armenian language. N- okay, so like voice yes, yes, narrator, yes. Yeah. They narrated very good voice of a actor is reading that, and of course the pieces of short, very short, like like shooting, yeah, uh, short, uh, like some uh, seconds of like uh, a snippet, uh, yeah, of human uh, talk uh, interviews. Mm-hmm. Some very important. Uh, um, mm-hmm. s- Testimony. Yes, yes. Uh, which is giving very so much uh, um, dynamics to yeah. them. Yeah. So, but then, I mean, you must, uh, after conducting so many interviews, I mean, there must be an underlying theme between these young individuals who, you know, gave up their lives for this cause selflessly and heroically. Um, but, I mean, but then at the same time, you're seeing a unified kind of characteristic and motive for each of them. But at the same time, you're diving deeper and talking to their friends and their parents and, you know, people that were on the front lines with them. But you're also seeing a more unique personal identifications, which each one too. So they're all the same, but they're all uniquely different, you know, it must be, but but it's all in your head. I mean, you know, you're, you're the one thing like, kind of sewing the line between like all of them together i i remember especially i remember and um, boys from 1990 91 94 and now i know these new heroes n- these new boys uh, it is like galleria yeah. the big gallery on my my mind you know and it's everything is like continuation you know and sometimes they uh, ask me uh, what is the difference uh, between that Fedei, the first soldiers in of the uh, early 90s and 1990 now, yeah. and about this soldier. I say, of course, this soldier is better. This young people is now. better because the first, their child of that, their, their child, their fathers, their uh, grand, uh, grandfathers, yeah. and they, they fight on that war. Of course, they have that motivation. They know about uh, that story, why his father died, for example, why his dad didn't return from Karabakh war. Of course, this is all genetic. It's embedded, yeah. This is genetic. And now they're, uh, and especially during the ninety, the war of 90, People is uh, volunteers. They are not soldiers. They don't know, for example, how to to shoot. They don't have arms, uh, have weapons. Uh, and during the battle, they try to to learn something. Uh, yeah. And this is the difference. Then this soldier now, they are training. They training him and the army before they send him to to the front line. So and of course they have plus. They have that motivation. Yeah, and for that land, land, which is this land, and then they feel by their self very special. Then they have choice to to be soldier and to keep this land. Yeah, what you a can imagine w- what a contrast between you know, like you reference someone that is being uh, bought or bribed to fight for a conflict or 
uh, out of the means just to you know aggressively reclaim a, a territory rather than um, you know having this history of your father and your forefathers you know giving their lives and this you know more of this embedded passion you know uh, kind of characterized to each soldier it's it's, it's quite a contrast it's um uh, each each of them it's uh, yeah. different of course but um when i saw him at th that days four days and that war in april yes we say four day war um everyone is uh, too proud with uh, um, their feeling with uh, spirit and faith and they know that they defendant defending that land and they they don't uh, go back because and their and, and the back it's their family and the grandfather grandmother it's um, they must stay especially uh, you know what on the first day when war starting in april all all of these uh, old um, uh, soldiers from the first war there uh, some of them they very old old people 60 the ones 50 who survived uh, yeah. the first war yes they came like volunteer on the front line and this young soldier they don't let him wow they say this is our time now we must do do this you be next to us you you help us but this is our decision uh, this time it's our uh, turn we must to do that this is our you can imagine what what is in that moment uh, when I saw this two generation to keep that land and to continue I, I, and uh, and I tell to myself uh, because I read a lot about Armenian genocide in 1915 and I saw the Karabakh war in 19 I saw an April war I want to say then the genocide from our to Armenians is continuation. It's continue because uh, they 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 don't punish him. They they torture until now. They they don't ask excuse. They don't say then we did this. This is this is our fault. We did that. I'm sorry. They don't want to say this. Yes, yeah, about by the not by not recognizing and the I atrocities. It's yes. the the the. It's continued yes, in a new way. Yes, and because they don't feel that they're guilty. They continue to do the same way. And uh, mm, I think um, this is the very sad destiny to Armenian people. Maybe I'm why all the Armenians love me and uh, uh, it's feel that I'm mm, like, uh, they say, our Tvetana. <laughs> they tell yeah, to me I our Tvetana. Yeah. I maybe because uh, I feel very much your I have that feeling what what is the Armenian history and for past and for today and I worry about the future. And mm, why I stay in Karabakh is just because I want to help that people to to feel like human human being and to live their life to uh, to re grow up their children this beautiful nature to uh, to uh, invite the guests like you and uh, 
just to uh, to have uh, that conversation with this beautiful people it's uh, nature uh, inside of the people uh, nature the heart is very na uh, nice of that people in Karabati and they're so proud I wanted to ask you oh my god my, I lose my voice uh, I wanted to ask you um, you've been basically in Karabakh for 27 26 years it's uh, 28, right? 28 now, now. Um, what's your perspective? Like how has it shifted from from all these years, from s seeing the start of the war to finding uh, a ceasefire to kind of like these uh, provocations? Like, wha what do you? How do you see it now? Like, how? I'm thinking or about like the perspective of, yeah, of perspective this situation. Yeah. Yes, I'm thinking that you have just one way. The World, the old world, they must to recognize Karabakh. Nagorno Karabakh is must to be to have a recognition, to be one beautiful small uh, country, and uh, to be independent, and to live uh, with peace and their neighbors. Mm -hmm. And their neighbors is of course Azerbaijanian, Turkish, Iranian, Georgian, and uh, we must they must to live and mm, with peace. But for this, they they need recognition. They need uh, to be safe. And uh, this is the mm, what I'm giving also. I try to, to give some message to mm -hmm. the um, to the whole world. The it's time. Are it's you time optimistic? Yes, yeah. I am. I'm optimistic. Yes. And from the beginning, I'm optimistic, and I think then this is possible. Peace is possible than war. How I I don't know how you must to be masochist or sadist on to think then war is the just exit of all the uh, human uh, conflict or no, peace is 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 the really door to the. To the human being, the peace, not war, and it's not uh, you know it's very it's very curious to think about the victims in this scenario are proposing the peace rather than the provocators, um, but you know like you like you mentioned um, when governments and countries are not faced with the um, responsibility of dealing with the tragedies that they created themselves then um, they continue to excuse uh, future atrocities from um, taking place um, but before we forget I wanted to let you know our listeners for those that are gonna hear our podcast before uh, Sunday um, Sabadana's documentary, April Heroes, um, is going to be showing in LA. It's uh, April 7 at 2 p.m. Um, there is a beautiful hall actually located in Forest Lawn's uh, Hollywood Hills location called Hall of Liberty. So it's a free event, and Sabadana will be present for the screening. And film, film is going to be in Armenian uh, language with subtitles. English, English subtitles. Okay. Um, so for those that couldn't make it, um, I welcome you. 
um, for those that are not in LA or can't make it that day, um, where can they view this documentary, The April War Heroes? Again, on the same website that you mentioned before? Uh, I think later on they can Later on? Yes. Okay. Yes. So just look out for it on online. Yes. Um, Savadana, I, I, I know, I know, in our, I mean, I went from my first time last year and just, you know, walking around in, in Yerevan and the other cities, you know, I was, you know, proudly mentioning my, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, connection and familiarity with you. And there was, there was not one individual who, who wasn't, uh, you know, cognizant to your contribution. And it's, you know, I think... I I wasn't there in the 90s obviously and I was a child but I think for for the perspective of you know the people in Armenia and Nagorno-Karabakh to have a quote unquote outsider become the spokesman and the voice um of recognition to the to the Karabakh conflict uh, and then have you transform to not an outsider anymore and how to you know I th- I think you're more of a uh, accepted as uh, as as an Armenian and a Gharapakhti than you know someone from the diaspora like such as myself you know, and I think that's a it's it's such a beautiful accomplishment and I think you know a lot of people are truly grateful especially like the the families and your in a sense extending the lives of the soldiers that you know selflessly you know gave gave the, it up for. Um, you know, to to preserve this 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 land and and their to kind of fight for the memories of their forefathers, you know, and for the new generation to have the weight placed on their responsibility and to have them not, you know, give a second thought and and doing so, it just just shows um, the why it's so important to give recognition to conflicts as such and everywhere else in the world, you know, there's so many other Sevadanas out there putting yes. their lives on the line um, and learning more about the individualities of the soldiers and who they are and what makes up just uh, just uh, kind of shows the humanity of them and hopefully uh, resonates, you know, some idea of peace to, you know, future generations of, you know, you know, whether it's the country that's provoking war or the one that's defending itself, you know. So uh, thank you <laughs> for for devoting your life essentially to this mm-hmm. cause. It's 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 a remarkable. And your pe- life too. Yeah, ri- it's so it's, it's, well, it's, it's truly it's remarkable. Risky. You're you're braver than both Esteban and I uh, put together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe this is just just choice, like professional choice uh, at at the right time to yeah. come to the right yeah. place, the people who need you. And this situation, this story, they come to the my heart. And from that moment, I I stopped to work like journalist and uh, like uh, professional. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I start to feel. I start to feel uh, with these people, their life and they st- their story, and I want to help them. And how long time I stay there, I feel more responsibility to continue to tell this story and to to give more information to the whole world and uh, this year uh, uh, last year on february uh, and before last year all these two years i have a 
a very good opportunity to talk on the European Parliament in Brussels about uh, Karabakh conflict and to show one of the, my films again there. And this is the work which I'm doing by my understood, with human understood. Yeah. And I must to do that. I, I know so much of about this story. I, I know that all this e uh, escalation of this conflict. I saw this like history from the front of my eyes. And I must to tell this story. This is it. When I, I finish it, I feel that it's important. And for 29 years, of course, Karabakh changed my life. And uh, this war changed my, maybe, I, I never came to Karabakh in 91 and May. Of course, I, I be have an now another life and maybe I... You wouldn't be sitting yeah. here talking to us. Well, maybe after the <laughs> podcast, you'll have a different <laughs> life. Or uh, maybe <laughs> I can do yeah. the, uh, like you asked me at the beginning uh, about the su subjects uh, like documentaries. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. why I'm doing just uh, war, yeah. that su subject about the war. This just happening and starting. And I, I never choose that. Yeah, you never choose it. No, it's, no. it's not choosing. It's, it's pro just choice, just uh, destiny. Yeah. And come destiny. Yeah. And how long time I stay there, I feel that I must to continue to tell this story and to put more, to give more information for the future and f for the next century. Yeah, and I hope people uh, learn from it because there's an underlying message of this peace is it behind why it. I want to give more information. People must to learn from our um, wrongs. Yeah, when we make wrong. We must to know and to change later on. Yes, it doesn't. Yeah, no, and, and, and I think to, to do that. And I think again. it's so relevant. I mean, just to finish off, I think it's relevant because Karabakh is like it's it's a border region, right? I mean, you have these this population that's majority Armenian, but I mean, it's, it's a population, a border population nonetheless. And you have something. You have these issues today. You know, everywhere here in the U.S. between Mexico and and and, and this country. You know. Uh, um, and and it's not so simple, right? I mean, and and and, and border life uh, yeah. does matter, and 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 the people that actually are there, they need a voice, you know, they need to be heard, and 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 sure. not be made puns of sure. of whatever political agenda is behind uh, the p decisions uh, being made in 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 in, in the central uh, positions of power. And I'm so respect of uh, another my colleagues who is doing the same work like me and they have the same feeling and they do by, by heart their work because to be journalist, you know how they teach us from from that, I think in until now, they, they uh, in American TV also, they, they're teaching. Then uh, when you make documentary, you must to be like uh, uh, from far to look to the- Very objective. objective. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not agree with this because you must to be inside and how you you are a human being and to be inside and this happiness, happy, uh, uh, this situation doesn't hurt you or you don't have your um, your things what like human you must to say. Um, I'm, 
I think it's not enough just to fix the situation. Yes, this is the this is the situation. Just to fix it, and don't pay attention uh, to give more information or more feeling. I I prefer to have feeling and and the documentary. Yeah, because you're not just reporting what's happening; you're diving into it. And like you said, it's uh, learning the details of it by by interviewing, you know, and featuring. Uh, one soldier or individual per these like you know short documentaries you're creating it 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 personifies the soldier it gives them a humanitarian value and it kind of connects them that they're no different than anyone else you know you're going to see some underlying characteristics between all of them whether it's you know 20 years ago 100 years ago or in, in Armenia or anywhere uh, else especially uh, from more experience i want to tell you for for example i'm giving to the some tv during the my war uh, work yes i'm giving some very important reportage for for that moment very very news very important something uh, people die with uh, grad missiles or helicopters uh, shooting bombs and i'm giving that interviews uh, and that's uh, footage and the tv tell me you know what we don't want to show this uh, footage because this is just footage from Karabakh, but because we don't have footage from the Azerbaijan, we don't want to show just from one side, just right, just this footage. I say, so what What we needed? We need to wait when someone uh, take uh, footage from the another side? Or yeah, they don't want that evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. But I mean, it's also silly uh, because they, they people is dying there. You 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 must to sh show this. You must to tell about this. Later on, uh, send your journalist there or find out someone to go there and to another side. Do uh, to the second part. Maybe you missed that part. But now is uh, it's happening. This you must to say this. Yeah, Not to no say no no no. We can wait when the second second uh, yeah. side they they must to give their uh, right or their uh, their side uh, of the story uh, yeah. story i this i'm i'm not yeah it's kind of not agree it's with never, it's never um, it's never this very objective there's always uh, a position there's always like a point of view right yeah. and and to think that oh we need to get the footage of the other side to yes. actually report anything going on that seems kind of disingenuous but because I came to the uh, conflict inside and Karabakh, where it's uh, from uh, Azerbaijanian, they they pressing them, they shooting them. So I come exactly inside of the cycle. Yes, where is the 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 shells is coming? It's not. Yes. A, it's not a one-sided view. It's yeah. you're in the middle. I, I, I come yeah. inside to bring the yeah. information, and you know, and for me, it's very important. I want to, when uh, the m politics is uh, taking care about this um, situation, they must to ask first who starts that aggression. Yeah, who's the instigator. Aggression. Yeah, who started that, who pushing that. Because the second side, it's, uh, he, he must to defense. Yeah. Yes, when I, uh, someone is pushing you, mm -hmm. what you can yeah, do, you, you, you yeah. must to 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 find a way how to defense yes yeah. so this is it uh, the I all the time i ask myself who who start who is the aggressor so that's a good question it. to ask <laughs> this is a question maybe yeah. which we must start from to think at that side
and after to see the result. All right, Savedana, uh, on that note, I want to thank you very, very much for sitting down with us. Um, I hope people will be able to see your work online and in person and um, the, w the work that you've created and those that you uh, will continue to do. Thank you very much. I yes, I, I just want to say yes. sorry. Maybe we, uh, some of Azerbaijanian people uh, listen Listening, to us yeah. and mm, I don't want to hurt no one. I just want people to know the truth. Um, one day, I maybe I'll be very happy to know that both sides they live together and they they feel like like neighbors. You normal, know, this is a this is a very important be thing because. Uh, uh, and yeah. I I worry also when uh, I know that some uh, Azerbaijanian soldier also is dying. Yes, during the this April war, also they have lots of people who die. But this is the their political politic of uh, their military chiefs or their leaders, government leaders. They start this aggression, so uh, you must to pay that price and to tell to the parents of these people why die there these young people. This is very big question because uh, from both of sides is dying people, yeah. young soldiers, and, and this is a responsibility to the leaders, to the government leaders. Exactly. They yeah. must take uh, care and uh, and to to find a good uh, uh, way to stop this aggression and don't think about the land. Think about the human. You know, it's it's important to Tsarana because growing up an Armenian and hearing about all these stories, uh, one's instinct can be to hate the the group that you know is responsible for so many deaths of you know your 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 history you know and your family but you know the more the more we learn and the more we travel you know it's that that what you're saying is the placing the importance on the on the human beings and i don't i don't look I don't look at any other site with any with any hatred. It's just the objective is is peace and 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 resolution. Um, but you know, like you mentioned, it's you know it's it's not always the uh, provocator that suggests peace. It's the individuals defending themselves. You know, um, but you know, hopefully that will that will change and people will see things differently. I think so. I think it's a um, young generation. Mm, they're, they're coming also uh, and uh, to to change the uh, another leaders, new now leaders in Azerbaijan. Or yeah. um, I think it's coming new generation with new ideas and um, they can find a way. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure about that. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to uh, see the documentary on Sunday and Welcome, yeah. I'd be very happy. Yeah. All right, once again, everyone, uh, this has been our uh, discussion with Severana Paskaleva. Definitely uh, check out her work. And thank you again. Severana, we salute you. <laughs> thank you. I'd be very happy to see every one of you in Armenia and Karabakh. Yes, and yeah, we'll be there soon. The summer, and yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Hopefully land. not on the front line. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes. All right, Bachi Fokci, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yes.